Good morning. It's Pastor Gillespie and Merry Christmas. Today is December 28th, 2020, and glad to have you with us for our congregation of prayer. I'm the pastor here at St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. Uh, that's in Sheboygan County, uh, Random Lake, Wisconsin, just north of. And it's good to have you each day through Christmas. Today is the fourth day of Christmas. So my true love gives to me the holy innocence. All right. And we're going to talk about the first half of that text today, which uh, will be our gospel text for this coming Sunday, Sunday, um, January 3rd. Uh, and then we'll consider the second half of that text in our catechesis the following week. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his Son, or the Spirit of his Son, into our, your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Galatians 4, 6-7. through Let's say it one more time. I made a few hiccups there. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Our psalm this week is Psalm 104, verses 1 through 15. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as a, with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers of flaming fire. He set the earth on its foundations so that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they took to flight. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down, to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass, so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between hill, the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, the wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode your, you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah chapter 31. Thus says the Lord, A voice was heard in Ramah, 
lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. There ends the reading. And our reading for catechesis today is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. And again, we'll look at 16 through uh, 23 next week. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. All right, you heard me uh, preach on that in part in our Christmas Eve service. We talked about those words, that it might be fulfilled. All right, so who appeared to Joseph? Quite a bit in this little text, by the way. It's the angel of the Lord who appeared to Joseph in a dream. Uh, who is like, or how is this then like the first Joseph? For this, you could look at uh, Genesis 37, Genesis 40, Genesis 41, right? All those stories of the patriarch Joseph who received and interpreted several dreams from God, whether it was the sheaves bowing down to him or the fat calves, um, you know, with the, the famine, etc. All right, so receiving and interpreting a dream makes this Joseph like the Joseph who came before. What message was given to Joseph, the husband of Mary? Take the child and his mother to Egypt. Uh, why do you think this story of this being fleeing to Egypt is only recorded in Matthew? Well, consider Matthew chapter 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Here's your hint. Abraham. Yeah, Abraham's family was saved so that God's faithfulness to the promise of Abraham might be revealed as it had been with the Joseph of old. Remember, there was a famine in the land promised, and so they flee to Egypt where Joseph was, and then Abraham's um, kin are all returned safely. What parallels are there then between this Joseph and the Joseph of the Old Testament? Both Josephs save their families by taking them down into Egypt. Um, what other great prophet in the Old Testament was hunted as an infant? Alluded to this in the sermon on Christmas Eve. You can go back and listen to that or watch it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, that would be the prophet Moses. Remember all the male children were being exterminated, aborted, killed by Pharaoh. How does the flight to Egypt then connect with the end of Matthew's gospel, specifically Matthew 28? You might know it by heart. Sometimes called the Great Commission, the commission given uh, to the apostles and thus to the church. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of 
here's the key, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Ah, baptism water. Think of the Nile River. Yeah, that this gospel is to be preached and taken to all the nations. And we're even seeing a foreshadowing of that here in the flight to Egypt. Why do you think in Matthew's gospel, and it's done uh, multiple times here in this reading, it looks like three times, um, Jesus is called the child. The child. I'll give you some text for this. And this all come from the Gospel of Matthew, which is the best way to do this. Matthew 11, verse 16. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling their companions, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance, etc. How about Matthew 14? Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. There's children mentioned again. Matthew uh, 1538. Now, those who ate were 4,000 men besides, again, women and children. I think importantly, though, Matthew 18. Um, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you be- are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And then maybe one more. This is in uh, Matthew 19. Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. All right, so we have all these texts about children. They're at the feeding of the 5,000, the 4,000, right? We have them, uh, Jesus uh, likening uh, the faithful Christian to a child and also not forbidding the children. All right, simply put, Jesus becomes the child, a child that we would be declared in him children of the Father through holy baptism. Though we cannot make ourselves children, the Father declares it to be so for the sake of his child. Right? So it's good to be a child of God, right? Why do we hear that Herod is seeking to kill him? Does it tell us here? Well, it tells us that he's seeking to destroy him. Uh, so why do we need to hear that here? Well, of course, it gives, him the, gives us the reason, right? But to destroy him. Again, I think this is pointing back to Pharaoh and the story of Moses, where he tried to, or where he destroyed all the male children, um, which would have resulted in the in the end of the messianic line, the promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right, what prophet is spoken of there in verse fifteen? Out of Egypt I called my son. All right, that's from the prophet Hosea, and Hosea. 10, I believe. Let's see. Yeah. Israel empties his vine. He brings forth fruit for himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he has increased the altars. According to the bounty of his land, they have embellished his sacred pillars. The heart is divided. And now they are held guilty. He will break down their altars. He will ruin their sacred pillars. For now they say, quote, We have no king because we did not fear the Lord. And as for the king, what would he do for us? End quote. They have spoken words, swearing falsely and making covenant. This judgment 
springs up like hemlock in the furrows of the field. The inhabitants of Samaria fear because of the calf of Beth Avon, for its people mourn for it and its priests shriek for it because its glory has departed from it. Skip ahead a little bit. Now it shall be to you, O Bethel, because of your great wickedness, at dawn the king of Israel shall be cut off entirely. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed to the Baals and burned incense of carved, to carved images. I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love, and I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them. He shall not return to the land of Egypt, but the Assyrians shall be his king, because they refuse to repent. And the sword shall slash in his cities, devour his districts, and consume them because of their own counsels. My people are bent on backsliding from me, though they call to the Most High, none at all exalt him. How can I give up? You, or give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I set you like Zeboim? My heart churns within me. My sympathy is stirred. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not a man. And not man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will come, not come with terror. They shall walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, then his sons shall come out trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like a bird from Egypt, like a dove from the land of Assyria. And I will let them dwell in their houses, says the Lord. All right, so now you have the whole context for that text. Isn't that beautiful? Out of Egypt, I called my son, right? Um, maybe we also should consider uh, Matthew in the, as well, where I think he refers to this again. Matthew 23. Yeah, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Mm, That's not what I wanted to read. Oh, here it is. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Ah, now you see her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we heard that same text last week um, in our catechesis. Hosea's prophecy was chapter 10. I read the first part of it and then into chapter 11. Here's what's going on. Uh, Here's the broader context for that text. Like I said, uh, it's as much as we only have a few verses here, just by quoting a little, oh, I've said this before, just by quoting a, a little bit of scripture, what is the uh, evangelist want us to do? He wants us to go and remember the whole context, right? The broader context. So read that longer quote from Hosea. So here's a little summary. Hosea proclaimed Israel's rejection of the true king. He reminded them that they had been brought out of Egypt by the mercy of God, and yet they had rejected the Lord. Jesus would be brought out of Egypt to be the faithful Israel and to redeem Israel from her sins, which is in Hosea 11. He would proclaim mercy to them, even though they would once again reject their true king. And that was right there at the end of that Hosea text. So again, anytime you hear um, something like this expression, especially from Matthew, it happens 10 times, as I said in the sermon on Christmas Eve. 
out of uh, this was to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Go and read the whole text, right? Um, same thing with the quotes that Jesus does from the cross, for example. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, go read Psalm 22. All right, very good. A little meditation, more meditation on this text. God directed the course of history that through this sinful man, much like Joseph in the Old Testament, he might bring good from the evil intent of others. Was Joseph the ultimate model of a good father? The answer of this gospel is absolutely not, because there is only one father who is true and dearly loves us. It is this father who invites us to call upon his name for deliverance from evil, even as he delivered his son. It is this father who assures us that his will is done even when others do evil to us. Once more, Matthew tells us that this child is the father's judgment upon his children who have rejected his call to repent. The words of Hosea significantly point to God's compassion for his people and his desire to bring them to himself, though they would not receive him. Here we are reminded that God seeks us with the same compassion. All right. This week we confess for our catechism the uh, explanation to the third article. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Let us pray. O Holy Spirit, we cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ our Lord or come to him. Call us to faith in Jesus by the gospel. Enlighten us every day with your gifts of baptism, absolution, and the Lord's Supper. And sanctify and keep us and the whole Christian church on earth with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Forgive us our sins every day and give us the blessed hope of the resurrection to eternal life. All this we ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Monday, we pray for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism. Pray for vocations and daily work. We pray for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. We also pray that the Lord give to all people concord and peace, that he preserve our land from discord and strife, that he give to our country his protection in every time of need, that he direct and defend our president and all in authority that he bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, that he watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, that he protect and guide all who travel, that he grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, that he defend all orphans and widows and provide for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray in Thanksgiving with Michelle, who today celebrates her birthday with Alex and Adam, and today James, who celebrate their baptism birthday. Pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Reverend Herzog, Billy Joe, Brad, Janet, and Timothy, Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Penny, and Roman. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis and Janice, and Mickey. 
We pray for our mission of the month, the place of refuge, and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Prayer Collect for this week. O God, our Maker and Redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him who made himself to be like us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray collect for today, for the Holy Innocents. Almighty God, the martyred innocents of Bethlehem showed forth your praise, not by speaking, but by dying. Put to death in us all that is in conflict with your will, that our lives may bear witness to the faith we profess with our lips. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing a lovely Christmas hymn. Let all together praise our God. Let all together praise our God before his glorious throne. Today he opens heaven again to give us his own Son, to give us his own Son. He leaves his heavenly Father's throne His glory and his name is 
his glory and his name. He is our servant, I, our Lord, how great a mystery. How strong the tender Christ child's love, no fewer friend than he, no truer friend than he. He is the key and he the door to blessed paradise. The angel bars the way no more to God our praises rise. To God our praises rise. Your grace and holiness revealed, Lord Jesus, we adore. And praise to God the Father, yield and spirit evermore. We praise you evermore. That concludes our congregation of prayer for today, December 28th, 2020, the fourth day of Christmas. We've got 12 days, we get two Sundays. In Christmas, we have all the feast days, so uh, rejoice and join us each morning with our congregation of prayer as we continue to look at all the readings that surround our Lord's Nativity. Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again in the morning.